ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, America's number one small business expert, and I would like to welcome you to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Today's show is all about developing tighter cash flow management in 2021. We're also going to be talking about the art of selling a business. And have you ever wanted to become a celebrity doctor? Well, if you do, I've got the lady you want to talk to here with us tonight. It's really all about if you're looking for new ways to conserve cash in your business, we've got some great insights. If you've been thinking about whether or not now is the time for you to sell your business, we're going to talk about it. And if you are a physician interested in creating a niche practice and becoming a media expert, I have lined up some amazing experts today who are going to discuss how to make 2021 a great year in your business. The Small Biz Chat podcast really is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business insights. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. Our goal with Small Biz Chat is to give small business owners an opportunity to hear sage advice from multiple angles to take your small business to the next level. Today's guest, Elliot Buchanan, who is the co-founder and CEO of Plastique. And I wanna thank him and Plastique for being a sponsor of tonight's show. Now, Plastique is a payments company that helps small businesses pay or accept payments via credit card or cash for virtually any expense. Elliot founded Plastique after he couldn't charge his Harvard tuition on his credit card. Since then, Plastique has enabled millions of customers with more than over 100,000 small businesses to make billions of dollars in payments, particularly where credit cards are not accepted. And it enables them to better manage cash flow and growth. Elliot is passionate about helping small businesses, and I'm so excited that you're here with us tonight. Elliot, welcome. Thanks, Linda. No, my pleasure, and exciting to also be alongside a couple other esteemed guests. So happy to be a sponsor, and always happy to help small business owners. Awesome, awesome. All right, so give us a little bit of the history of Plastic. Tell us about your company and and you know how you guys got involved in really trying to help small business owners because you know cash is king in business, right? So how this all came about? Yeah, no, sure, happy to. It's been a long journey, as I think everyone on this on this call can attest to. Being a business owner, you know, each year is like ten years. But the way the company started, I came to the U.S. from Canada, and so I was new to the country and. One of the challenges was actually establishing my credit score. And that's when I decided to take out my first ever credit card here in the United States to try and pay. It wasn't all of my Harvard tuition, Melinda. I couldn't afford that, but a small, a small piece of it that I, I wanted to pay. And the purpose of that was to try and you know, build some credit and, and establish a credit score here in the U.S., which is, as we all know, really important, both as a consumer and as a small business owner. And so that's how the company started is I went to try and pay using the time on my first Visa credit card. And I was told I couldn't pay that way, which felt just inconvenient and disempowering. You know, here I was trying to just simply get something done that I, you know, as a consumer at the time wanted to do. And I was told no. And that set off the genesis story of how the company originally started. Interesting. Interesting. So it, I wanted to ask you sort of like, if you had to 
pick one word to describe the state of small business coming out of 2020 into 2021, what would that word be? Yeah, sure. I think resilient is the word I would use. And just to give a quick context on that, I mean, the reason that comes to mind is, you know, small business owners above any other part of the economy, right? Especially as we've seen through COVID, yes, there's a lot of challenges, but, you know, in talking to you know, thousands of small business owners that I have over the last you know few years and the 100,000 we serve, that's, that's one common trait amongst every business owner, regardless of industry, is they are resilient. And it feels like while it's been difficult, they're, they're poised for a really exciting year coming ahead. Awesome. Awesome. So what do you think has been your biggest takeaway as a, as a business owner yourself going, you know, going into 2021? Yeah. I mean, so as a business owner myself, I'd say, optionality is, is sort of the theme that comes to mind. And what I mean by that is, you know, last year was so unpredictable, you know, and this is for me, my first major recession that I've experienced for many business owners, they've experienced multiple of these and each one is a little different. And this one certainly was very different on a global scale. And, you know, I think one theme when we talk to business owners and when I think even about us as a small business owner in our case is giving ourselves optionality and preserving different options because you know having just a single plan is not really going to cut it even in ways like it may have before before this recent uh, pandemic and so preserving optionality is one one theme that comes to mind and then secondly just briefly the other one that I'm thinking through is again as tough as last year was frankly I'm inspired when I talk to a lot of our customers around how optimistic they are for you know maybe not first half this year but coming through the second half and I think actually there's going to be a record number of businesses started and a record number of entrepreneurs and small business owners entering the market after realizing maybe they weren't happy with their job before, maybe they were laid off and they're forced to start a company. But I think that's going to breed a record amount of innovation in this economy. I agree with you. And I tell people that all the time, you know, great businesses are actually started in recessions. Mm -hmm. If you look at the history of all the way back to the early 1900s, whether it was IBM, 3M, Microsoft, you know, CNN, you know, and then you want to get in more recent times, Uber, Groupon, you know, like there's a lot of businesses that were started in recession. So I think mother yep. necessity doesn't care whether it's a recession or not. If people have an unmet need and you serve it, the world will be a path to your door for sure. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, you know, how can small business owners take more control of their money in 2020? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, a few things that we think about, at least in the context of plastic, right? One of the things with small businesses that's different than, say, larger businesses, et cetera, is we find they need, they need certainty. That's the word that comes to mind more than others, because when they have a, a need for funding, it's often not planned. It's very unexpected. It's very last minute. And so, you know, there's a variety of ways that we have learned through 2020 and into 2021 now that we're here that business owners can, you know, take advantage of, you know, helping manage their cash flow and, and helping preserve, uh, you know, optionality, the word I used earlier. You know, there's a lot of grants and loans out there, which is nice, but they also take time. There's been a lot of disappointment, as we all know, I think, in some of the government's role in that setting. And so what we've actually seen in our advice to business owners, Melinda, has been actually, you know, negotiate with the community you're in. And, and the, what I mean by that is a lot of business owners we talk to don't realize that, you know, everyone's in this together. And a lot of the, the vendors they pay, a lot of the customers that pay them are also going through, you know, you know, challenging, unprecedented times. And so, you know, reaching out to their customers and relying on them to help give them optionality and preserve cash and say, hey, how are, you know, are you able to 
fund this payment early, or likewise reaching out to their vendors and saying, hey, can you give me an extra 15 days, 30 days? You'd be shocked at how many times you know, a lot of vendors are willing to work with you as a business owner because it's a relationship-based community. The small business community is large, but it's very tight-knit. And so oftentimes you don't need to always you know, go seek out loans, et cetera. And obviously when you do, Plastics like you know, a very interesting platform that allows you to use your credit card to do that very quickly without taking out a new loan. But even in addition to that, we tell our customers, trust the community, reach out to them, and you can often buy time just by way of your existing relationships and the credibility you have with that. I completely agree with you. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about was like, when you think about, you know, 2020, there's no, there was no shortage of small business needs, right? So it was like, you know, money, support, resources, money, you know, <laughs> so it, there was a lot of things that people needed, but, you know, what are some of the needs that you feel best positioned to offer small businesses who need assistance right now? Yeah, I think certainty is, 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 the, is the, the name of the game. And by that, I mean, you know, what we are able to offer, uh, and again, there's a lot of resources and we like to encourage SMBs to go and, and explore all the resources, but what we're able to do that, frankly, almost no one is able to do is, a small business owner can come to us today and they may have a variety of payments and bills that are outstanding. And because they're short on cash, they're struggling to make that decision as to do they make a late payment or, you know, do they cut back payroll and cut back expenses, which could hurt you know the workforce and hurt their employees. And with us, they don't have to make that trade-off. They can use credit they already have in the form of a credit card. So it's not like they're applying for a new loan that might burden them with additional debt or, or a loan they may never get or never get on time. They can actually use credit they've already you know, worked really hard. And frankly, they're entitled to have because they've earned it. They can use that on plastic to pay their vendors. And within that credit card cycle, they're getting 30 or 45 days to pay on the credit card you already have, which in a lot of businesses is enough time to get through that unexpected period. And again, because it's already credit they have, it's certain. So there's no guessing game for them. Business owners are already under enough stress. And so I think Certainty is the element of our products and what we what we solve that I think business owners relish the most right now. So about funding, right? You know, there's all there's all kinds of funding options out here, right? We've got we've got banks, we've got sort of like the the merchant vendors, you know, that are providing funding, and then there's certainly you know traditional banks, right? And then I want to be clear, you know, sometimes people think the SBA loans money. No, the SBA provides guarantees for banks and CDFIs who loan money. But what advice would you have to offer small business owners who like are more looking for some funding right now to try to save their business? Yeah, I mean, so similar to a couple of things we, we touched upon, you know, there are grants and loans like you, you know, like you point out, but a lot of them are are not certain and they take time. What I mentioned about earlier is a lot of times you can finance an extra 15, 30, 45 days by just reaching out to your customers. It's basically a free loan. Your customer wants to maintain their business with you. Your vendor, in most cases, wants to maintain that relationship. They've had long-standing ties with you. And they'll often say, you know, actually, yeah, we're fine for 30 days. And hey, Melinda, it's been great to have your business. So please, like, you know, we know you're going through a hard time and like, we want you in business. And it's in their best interest because if you go out of business, they're not going to earn your future revenue. So again, we often encourage business owners to leverage that that resource before they think about applying for a net, a net new loan. And then, of course, there's solutions like ours, which, you know, can be also really valuable, like we just we, we touched upon briefly, which is, you know, they can they can basically defer all their vendor payments for 45 days for next to nothing by using credit they already have without taking on new loans. So we also, you know, it's in our interest, but we often encourage them to do that that as well. 
Awesome, awesome. Now I have a question. Can you pay yourself with, with plastic? <laughs> Many have tried. The, the, the short answer is no. And the primary reason for that, Melinda, is, is risk. And without getting too much detail, risk from the perspective of, you know, if someone's trying to pay themselves, it can be indicative of a, an unhealthy behavior. Because if you think about it, one thing we like to steer really clear away from is ensuring the business owner and the individual who's already going through a hard time, we don't want them in further, you know, debt that they can't afford, right? So it's a delicate balance and often paying yourself can get you, you know, get you in trouble and be unhealthy for you as a business owner. And so we, we tend to discourage that. And then for other reasons, we just simply don't allow it. So you can pay almost any recipient and vendor, not just the United States, but actually we do payments all around the world, but you cannot fund yourself. Got it, got it. Well, I'm going to put a pin in it right there. And up next on Small Biz Chat Live, we're going to come right back and talk more about managing your small business cash flow in 2021. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. You're watching Small Biz Chat Live, and we will be right back. People and businesses everywhere use plastic to pay for virtually anything using their credit card, even where cards aren't accepted. It's so fast and easy. We'll explain how it works in less than 60 seconds. Ready? First, you tell us who you want to pay, how much you want to pay, and enter your payment information. Next, Plastic charges your credit or debit card. Finally, we send your recipient a check, ACH, or wire transfer, and you rack up points from your credit card reward program. Don't forget Plastic also offers global payments, the ability to pay in cash from your bank account, and more. Take two minutes and make a payment with Plastic today at Plastic.com. Plastic, it's the smarter way to pay. Back to Small Biz Chat Live. I'm back with my guest, CEO Elliot Buchanan of Plastic. We're talking about how to boost your business cash flow going into, well, we're already into 2021, right? We're not going into it, we're in it. So let's talk about the future. Elliot, let's talk about 2021 and what are your some of your assumptions about some of the things that are going to happen with the small business community this year? Absolutely. I think a couple of trends come to mind, right? One is and I touched upon this briefly earlier, but I am a strong believer in it, which is there's going to be more businesses started than ever before. And this is not just because I think people, you know, there's been a record number of, of layoffs, right, which is not a great statistic in, if you look at it in a narrow sense. But again, if you look at it in a broader sense, I think it's going to force some innovation that otherwise wouldn't have happened. And you're going to see a lot of businesses started that otherwise may not have started. And I think that's going to be a really positive thing. And the other aspect of, of that, why I think that trend's going to stick in terms of more more business owners starting than ever is people. I think this crisis was different. You know, 2020 was a different crisis than prior crises. It wasn't just an economic crisis. It was a socioeconomic crisis. It was a crisis. You know, speaking of mental health, and it was on, it took an emotional toll on a lot of the population. For those reasons, I think a lot of introspection happened. It's going to force people in a good way to say, am I really doing what I'm happy to do? And why didn't I start that idea? Or why was I, you know, I've often been told by others I couldn't start that. And I think now you're going to see people say, no, now is the time, if not now, when? And that, that thesis is going to stick more this year than it ever has before, in my opinion. And so that's one trend. And then secondly, I guess, you know, frankly, there's, I think, a little bit of an eroded trust in what I'll call institutions, broadly speaking. And I mean, governmental, I mean, and I mean, financial. And you know, a lot of a lot of these SMBs relied on loans that you know didn't often come to fruition or went to sources that were much larger than the SMBs, despite their need being greater. And so, because of that erosion of trust, 
I think the positive trend of that in the SMB world is there's going to be a record amount of early adoption of technology with SMBs. And that also means, you know, all SMBs are going to win in terms of their ability to have access to new technology and new apps and new services. Whereas in the past, SMBs are often, they've often been left behind in the technology game. That's no longer going to be the case. And that's going to be a win, I think, for all SMBs. Well, it's interesting. I feel like in the last two to three years, everyone has figured out, oh, there's 30 million small businesses. Maybe we should start trying to sell to those people. I, you know, it's amazing to me. It's like everybody used to chase enterprise customers, right? We need enter, we want blue chips. And now all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, there's only 1,850 of them, but there's 30 million of these other people. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, yeah, we, we've always been here. We've been waiting on you guys to pay, pay some attention to us. So I think it's kind of interesting, but I completely agree with your point about trust. I think trust has been majorly eroded. I think people who desperately needed EIDL loans and were turned down because of their credit scores when they were trying to save their businesses and then sometimes, you know, save their whole personal livelihoods, I think was completely disingenuous. And, you know, a lot of small businesses have been hurt. I couldn't agree with you more. So what challenges do you think might get in the way of small businesses this year, though? Oh, boy. I mean, I think that, you know, the pace of this recovery is going to be a little episodic. And so back to my earlier point I mentioned, which is I think SMBs, they often crave control. And a word we use, as I, as I used earlier, is certainty, right? They want, they, 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 they want to have certainty, even obviously it's the exact opposite of what comes with starting and running a business. And I think, again, unlike prior crises and SMBs that have lived through one or more, this coming through this one's going to be a little more episodic and, and, and cyclical and seasonal nature. And so I would, you know, therefore caution some SMBs around, you're going to see, I think, a dramatic catalyzing ramp in a positive direction out of this, but you may see some, some, some cycles down again and some setbacks. So maybe a little bit lumpy, if that makes sense. And therefore SMBs, you know, being entrepreneurs as they are, as I am, often can get ahead of our speeds, if you will. And I think in this uh, post-crisis world, I think, you know, being cautiously optimistic and preserving optionality, which I also mentioned earlier, is going to be the key to getting through 2021. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Elliot. It was great insight that you provided. All right, Elliot, what's your favorite podcast? Probably there's a blitz scaling podcast with Reed Hoffman around just rapid scaling startups. Good stuff. Good stuff. I've listened to him too. That's a good one. All right, my next question, what is your favorite business app? Ooh, does Uber count in a non-COVID time? Uber, I said I travel so much Uber on Uber. Uber definitely counts. If you want to All say right. Uber, say Uber. I mean, yeah, you also Uber. could have said your own, but no, <laughs> you, you could I, have said I, plastic. <laughs> no, I, I don't, that'd, be too, that'd be too close to home. But I, I only got my driver's license a year ago as well. So that's why it's Uber. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So that's another podcast interview to tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Elliot, what's your favorite old school marketing tip? Probably leverage friends and family. That's how this business started. I had no connections and our first customers were friends and family and probably wouldn't have started if we didn't use that. I think that's a perfectly good one. Leverage friends and family. Good stuff. All right. Last question, you guys. Favorite business book you've ever read? 
probably uh, The Hard Things About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. He's a venture capitalist. That is a great book. That was a great book too. And actually one of my favorite books is Disrupt You by Jay Samet. That's one of my favorite business books. I've recommended it to a lot of people. And my favorite thing about it is he says, you want to disrupt the world? That's great. Start by disrupting yourself. Love it. Thank you so much for being my guest on smallbizchattonight.com. All right, everybody. I am Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I always appreciate you for coming and joining us for the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you want more information on how to start or grow your small business, go to my blog at succeedasyourownboss.com. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, your host. Until next time, remember that you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.